Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. How is, is it? Is it okay? Is it cool? Or uh, is it nice. per- perfect? Perfect. How many people is it perfect for? Wow. <laughs> What's this one? Oh, okay. Very good. Okay, that's good. Uh, Daria, thanks. That's important. We don't want to rain on your rain on your parade. <laughs> Come in from the rain, and there you are sitting under the. Close that. Yeah, it is kind of. It's nice to be in, in a refuge in the, in the rain outside, you know. Just thinking of how fortunate we are, how many people uh, don't have refuge from the rain. Okay, so um, the great thing about this topic of letting go is that there's so many different areas that you can get to choose to do it. So uh, we're going to be, because there's so many different ways that we can hold on and get attached, uh, that's not the good news, but um, you got a lot of chances to experience that the joy of release. Um, and so we're going to be looking at a few different um, spheres, and don't feel like this is, uh, you know, a pass-fail test that you've got to do all of them perfectly. We're just lo- exploring different areas, and if one particular area resonates with you that you leave the day with and say, I'm going to focus on this for the next few weeks or months or whatever. Great. That's fine. That's perfect. Because the the interesting thing that I find anyway in practice is once you start looking at your life through a Dharma lens and have any kind of practice, it starts to um, affect all the rest of your life, because you're becoming more conscious in one area. And so if you're letting go in one particular area, you're experiencing, for you, or you're, if you're practicing or exploring that area, you're experiencing for yourself, hopefully, how good it feels when you can do that. Um, so we're going to throw out a, 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 a buffet 
and you can uh, choose whichever of the meals you, uh, you want to explore. Hopefully, you'll pick something, have something as you leave the day to um, explore in a, to apply this and explore in a practical way. So the first um, area <clears throat> is one that kind of um, mentioned, alluded to with the, the gold shivers, and that is um, letting go of the stuff that we get so hooked on. Uh, the Buddha was talking about it 2,500 years ago, and now it's even, uh, it's more than ever uh, what runs our culture, our society, is the accumulation of stuff. And not only is it running our society, but it's to some extent ruining our beautiful planet. Um, I, I just want to interject. I've been, uh, I'm sorry I didn't bring it here with me today, but I've been uh, deeply affected by a, a book that I highly recommend to everyone uh, that I've been reading and, and hanging out with in the last few months um, by a guy named Bill McKibben. And the book is Earth with two A's, E-A-A-R-T-H. And the subtitle is uh, Making a New Life on a, on a Tough New Planet, talking about where we are. He founded this uh, website called 350.org, which sponsored the recent 101010 Global Workday. Uh, and he's brilliant, and it's, it's both sobering and inspiring about what, where we are, where the planet is, what, what this means for us, and uh, how we can um, live in as graceful a way as possible given the circumstances and situations. Uh, so I, I, I really recommend that to everyone. I, I think it's probably as important a book as anybody could, could get, yeah. along with this one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and so, uh, I just want to say a couple of things and then uh, have Jane uh, share and lead us in the exploration. This is first about our consumer society. This is economist Victor Lebeau. Um, at the, uh, this is shortly after World War II uh, about how the consumer society works. Our enormously productive economy demands that we make consumption our way of life, that we convert the buying and use of goods into rituals, that we seek our spiritual satisfaction, our ego satisfaction in consumption. We need things consumed, burned up, replaced, and discarded at an ever-accelerating rate. That's what keeps us going in, in this, in this uh, illusion that we are being productive by making things that are obsolete in, within a couple of years or, you know, the whole, the whole thing. So now, in contrast to this, this is the Buddhist approach, what is called wise consumption. 
And uh, I quote here from uh, this brilliant uh, Buddhist economist, monk, and author, uh, P.A. Paiuto. He's from Thailand. And he talks about the Buddhist principle of moderation that is the amount that's just right, what's called wise consumption. He says, it is an awareness of that optimum point where enhancement of true well-being coincides with the experience of satisfaction. Consumption must be balanced to an amount appropriate with well-being rather than to the satisfaction of desires. In contrast to maximum consumption leading to more satisfaction, that is, more is better, in contrast to that, we have moderate or wise consumption leading to well-being. That is, knowing the amount that's just enough. You know, like, you ever have the experience, probably you have, where the dessert is so incredible, (laughs) say, wow, that's really good. Maybe another helping will be even better, you know. Oh, and how about a third, you know? And at some point, it's, it's a diminishing returns. So to know the point that's, that's truly satisfying, that brings about well-being, that says, ah, enough, that more isn't better. This is a radical shift from the consumer society that needs things burned up and continually consumed. So uh, we can explore this a bit. And Jane can take us through that. So, press the button. Okay. Um, part of letting go is looking at our American addiction to consumption. Um, Annie Leonard has a great, uh, if you Google story of stuff, it's a nice little short video that really drives the point home about how much we're consuming. Um, and the U.S. actually consumes now, the average American consumer consumes um, twice as much as we did 50 years ago. And in the United States, we Americans ha- go shopping three to four times as many hours as our counterparts in Europe. So that's kind of sobering to think about that. Um, Bill McKibben, the man who wrote Earth, says that unfortunately global warming is no longer a threat. It's a reality. And and we we read that all the time. Um, And there's endless amounts of cheap energy that have made us rich, but have they really made us happier? And so I, I, when I look at my own buying and acquiring, you know, I certainly have had that habit, I have to say. I can remember going into Costco with good intentions. I was going to buy all this food for um, women in a homeless shelter, which I did, but I also ended up coming home with a beach umbrella and (laughs) other things like that, you know? It's just like, it's so addictive. It's so like, oh, what a good price, 
Um, so it brings us, it can be, this buying and acquiring can bring this short-term happiness, but and t- it's just till the next desire comes along, and then we want more and more. And I think living in our culture, it, it's just part of what we have to deal with to find that place that James was talking about, that place of balance, of really taking care of our needs and our well-being, and really being present with, is this going to bring me and the planet more happiness? This is thing that I think I want at this moment. Um, recently, I really went through another round of simplifying my life, and I have a fairly small home office that I basically really love now being in, but for a while back, it was just so cluttered. Uh, and when my son, who's not exactly the paragon of virtue in terms of order and organization, came in and said, Mom, how can you live like this? You know, I thought, hmm, so <laughs> I better do something. And I, um, and I cleaned out, and I ended up taking 11 bags of books to the library, you know, for their re- sale. It was like, ah, you know, space. So it does feel a lot better. To, uh, it feels great to have less stuff. And one of the things that I found helpful was just uh, asking myself the questions, do I use it? Do I love it? And if not, finding somebody else who would. Um, so it's, I have to acknowledge it's an ongoing challenge not to keep filling up space with new things. Like one of my addictions, I went to the Sausalito Art Festival. And, you know, I can see, oh, man, there's these great craftsmen. They make beautiful work. It doesn't come from China. They did this with their hands. I want it. <laughs> and, um, and that's just ongoing. I'm just acknowledging we all have that. We grew up in this culture. It's just to become a little more present with what we're doing in the moment. And is this really good for, for us, for all of us, for myself and for all of us? One of the things that's helped me with that is that I have a gratitude email practice with a woman, Bonnie, and we've been doing this for years. And um, basically, it's great because unlike a gratitude journal, it it count somebody else. It's like a buddy going to the gym, and so she'll say, "Hey, Jane, where are you?" If I sort of slack off a little, so so um, we write every day about what we're grateful for, what happened in our life. And it's a really wonderful way to tune in, take a look, you know, what's nourishing me? Because that's what we really want. We want nourishment. Um, and the things that we write about are not, are very rarely stuff. It's much more, it has much more to do with um, the work we did or the friends who we spent time with or the time we spent with our family or loved ones, some problem we sorted out, some beautiful uh, vision, some hike, some, some music. It's just amazing how we're being told we have to have all this stuff, but that's not really what does it usually. Um, so I thought we would just take some uh, time here for, for each of us to get to reflect on how we can find more well-being in our lives by simplifying our lives. 
So if you would just um, relax and close your eyes for a minute. So how could you simplify your life with regards to stuff? And what would that feel like? in your heart, in your body, in your thoughts. Yeah, just think about, just think internally, sorry. So just notice what that would feel like for you. Okay, and now uh, come on back to the room, and I'd just like to ask you to share with with someone next to you. Just have a few minutes to just kind of check in what you noticed and find out from your partner what they noticed about that. For how long? Uh, What do you think, three minutes, two minutes? Five minutes. Um, So we'll have five minutes total. So We'll tell you when it's halfway. 